Sorrow, and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Weekly Show with Aditya. This is episode 444 on the 17th of November 2021 on this beautiful Wednesday morning and as i reminded you a couple of weeks ago we are 2 weeks away from the 450th episode and those who don't remember just a reminder that a special surprise is coming your way on the 1st of december 2021 once again two weeks to go a special surprise coming your way on the 1st of december 2021 now that The World Cup is over. Let's look at the hits and misses of this particular tournament. There are rumors that the US and the West Indies will host the 2024 World Cup. And if it's true, it's been confirmed today in the newspapers that it's true. Then expect the matches to start at 5:30 a.m. IST. eastern standard time that is if the matches are happening in the eastern part of the us or 8:30 am ist if pacific time it depends on the season if it's between may and november expect the matches to start at either at 5:30 am ist or 7:30 am ist depending on which part of the country but if it's between november and march the matches will start at 6:30 am ist so certainly it will be an interesting situation but this is not the first time west indies is hosting any tournament it hosted the 2007 50 over world cup and the 2010 20 over world cup so it will be a very interesting situation as to how things pan out now let's take a look at the hits of the 2021 world cup one of the major hits was that dubai sharjah and abu dhabi were the venues yes they were hot over 40 degrees but rain did not play a spoil sport all matches had their regular scheduled time 
20 overs for each team. Things like bad light, rain, wet outfit and such things did not affect the match and that was the biggest hit of this tournament and I hope looking at the schedule for the next 10 years which the International Cricket Board has released, I hope that Dubai, Sharjah and Abu Dhabi do become a venue. They are not a venue right now but I do hope that they are Plan B if the original country is unable to host due to any reason because they are the hit. No rains, no bad light, no wet outfield, nothing interfered in the smooth conduct of the match. And then the second biggest hit was the crowds at 50% capacity. No listening to pre-recorded crowd noises. You could actually see real people, real emotions. Though why do we have emotions in a sports match is something for the people to decide. But there were real people, real emotions and no pre-recorded computer generated noises. But what were the misses of this particular tournament? What was the bad and the ugly? The group format was unfair for all the teams though a few would like to say that if India had qualified for the semi-finals I would not be talking about the group format well maybe I would not be I don't know but for me the group format is unfair and we knew once a team lost two out of the five scheduled matches there were there was immediate elimination the newspapers came out that there's a problem in the team Blah, blah, blah. Things started happening. Problems started coming up. There's a problem with the captaincy, leadership style. They weren't ruthless enough. They didn't have the aggressive template. All those things started coming out from the pseudo media and the print and electronic media, which really pissed me off. And therefore, the round robin format is the preferable format. It may have taken more time, but imagine 12 teams and each team gets to play 11 matches, which means even if you lose the first match, you still have 10 matches to make up. And that would mean completely fair. All teams play each other. No team has an advantage as far as the group is concerned. Some teams had an advantage when they had to play the likes of Afghanistan, Scotland and Namibia which meant you would already win 3-0 even if you lost one match to a decent team. The other group was Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and West Indies and Australia and England and South Africa where two would qualify, four would not qualify. We saw that game of net run rate between South Africa and Australia. Margins of a few points but enough for one team to qualify despite being tied on points and that's what really was irritating about the group format and therefore I think the ICC technical committee or whoever, whoever decides this they need to have a fresh outlook on this because for the 50 over world cup 
they have a round robin format for the 20 over world cup they have a group format or they keep changing formats over the years i don't know how does it work but it doesn't impress me so they need to have a fresh outlook fresh people in the technical committee or whoever decides that this is going to be the format for the next decade they should take a relook at the format they still have a year so yes they should do it the super 12 group or the whatever is the format doesn't work because next year you have two groups of six teams each means each team plays five matches and once again whichever team loses in the first two matches or they win the first three but they lose the last two or and you have teams tied on six points something as irritating as a net run rate will come into play which, which should never come into play so yes they need to relook at the round robin format and once again to those who will feel that had india qualified for the semi finals i would not be talking about this we don't know they didn't qualify because of this format itself so yes the format was flawed and then one of the biggest ugly and the bad was the biggest misses was the quality of commentary with which just kept on going down down and down you had a couple of commentators with over more than 3 decades of experience but once they started speaking it looked like as if they just came yesterday there was nothing noble in their conversation nothing special and despite seeing the same thing for 30 years fours sixes wickets pitches they still behave as if they are seeing thing for the first time oh my god i i heard things like the big bats the small grounds well charger has been a ground for the last 40 years what who are you trying to fool with the bats are the same the bats are made of wood the ball is made of leather yes and then once again whenever a player was unceremoniously hit on the helmet oh the helmet has saved the batter well the helmets have been there since the 90s yes the shape and the size of the helmet may have changed it may have more protection but helmet is a helmet eventually so yes the quality of commentary in terms of what they were saying just went down so for me the international cricket council the broadcasters need to take a relook at the their commentators panel need to take a relook as to who should be there they need to evaluate and reevaluate and maybe interview them again and for the next year and for the next decade we need a new fresh novel batch of commentators and if you need one here i am anyways we'll see that for a later date and then the icc doesn't learn as i said they keep this group format for 2022 and now that australia is hosting the tournament next year expect rains to ruin things rain will play a huge role and that's the difference between me and the commentators they see things as they are they have seen the same thing a hundred times yet they pretend as if 
it's happening for the first time they know reigns can play a spoiled sport yet they won't say anything so that's the difference so yes the quality of commentary the round robin format should be relooked at and if reigns is expected to play a role then it has to be there has to be a couple of reserve days not only for the semi final but every match needs to have a reserve day which means if there are 45 days reserved for this tournament you need to have at least 5 to 7 more days reserved so reserve day for at least couple of important matches or making sure that if rain plays a spoiled sport the teams don't lose out on something as ridiculous as net and weight and rains because knowing that whether whether it's australia england south africa new, new zealand it doesn't rain in new zealand often but australia england south africa and india it will rain but in india also it doesn't rain as we come towards the end of the year but if England is hosting between May and September rains will play a part South Africa hosts between October and March rains will play a part similarly Australia hosts between October and March rains will play a part so the international cricket board and all the people involved in this have to make sure that rains don't affect the matches because cricket is the only sport which is ruined by rain literally yes sometimes wimbledon and tennis is also ruined but that's a different sport that's individual and you can make up time here you cannot make up time so something has to be done so if they know that rain is going to affect why don't they already have a 15 over match they know that rains will come in for the matches Yes, we cannot predict whether which match will it rain, but they have to be prepared for rains. If that means having contractible roofs, then do it or have some kind of mesh, some temporary mesh over the stadium that before it rains you have the mesh so that we don't hear things rain has stopped play. match abandoned due to rain you don't want that and that's something the international cricket board has to take a relook at so what were the hits the venues were a hit yes it was hot but no rains crowds at 50% capacity what were the misses the biggest miss was the group format and keeping the same for the next year the quality of commentary kept on going down down and down into an abyss you can't go beyond that and then the round robin round robin format should be taken a relook at that every team gets a fair chance and once again i'm not saying this because a certain team was eliminated after two matches and everyone said tournament over poor planning and whatever before we go into the next phase let's take a short break
welcome back after the break let's move to the next phase of discussion into the world of professional wrestling now as everyone knows there are two major professional wrestling companies which broadcast live matches in india as far as i know in india that is aew all elite wrestling and wwe which has been doing this for the better part of five decades and then someone asked me why do you watch professional wrestling well for me professional wrestling as i said before is two and a half hours to three hours of what you see in movies drama emotion relationships and then the best part brawling between two individuals yes they are limited to a stage the squared circle but then the same thing happens in a movie also they also fight within a certain location a certain set and then in movies everyone knows it's kayfabe and it's counterfeit and everything so is this it's fun because you have the wrestlers monologue their rivalries and friendship with different groups alliances which are temporary for certain reasons winning the matches all kinds of stunts same thing you see in movies when you see an actor go through a window we know it's not real they are not injured in real you see you see the same thing here when you see these professional wrestlers who are trained for this who have trained since decades for the past 20 years for this they also go through tables and chairs and they are hit on their head and we feel oh my god what will happen but they know about they know it happens but more on that later let's focus on the latest professional wrestling pay-per-view that is a survivor series match and let's take a first look at the individual individual championships now as those who don't know survivor series is that annual pay-per-view event where the two brands of WWE in this case there should have been three brands which does make me a little annoyed that the third brand was not included as a part of this but that's their decision two brands for now raw and smackdown and their respective champions face each other in a case of brand supremacy so i think the definition of brand supremacy has taken a nose dive since the hoax of 2020 and all the situations where the members of one brand would bait the other and you would see a preview of what was to happen has taken a nose dive or has died down so the rhetoric about two champions facing each other they only show their rivalry before the match through their microphone and no other reason so yes let's take a look at the individual individual championships it's the WWE world champion big e versus the universal champion roman reigns now there is no championship which will be exchanged but it will be an interesting situation because big e has his faction in new day roman reigns has created a faction in the bloodline with his cousins 
and new day and usos have already had the last 7 to 8 years of rivalry so this becomes person in fact all the six matches scheduled are person because of personal rivalries between the groups and between wrestlers so yes it's about where whether big e reigns supreme over roman reigns or roman reigns who hasn't lost a match in the past year ever since returning after a short break in august 2020 with someone like paul heyman flanking him how will this thing work will it be the big ending or the guillotine or the superman punch and expect roman reigns faction the usos and the bloodline to interfere expect the referee to be knocked out or something like that to happen or some kind of interference from paul heyman but it will happen so yes expect these things but still expect something unexpected no one knows who will win when when you are a world champion or a universal champion means you have done everything right to come to the stage so yes rivalry is person they have taken on each other before and here it's all about proving which champion is better and that depends it could have been the other way around so let's see what happens next is the women's champion the smackdown women's champion charlotte flair versus the raw women's champion becky lynch but before that let's take a short break Welcome back after the break. Let's continue the discussion around the individual champion and this time being the women's champion of the two brands 
the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte versus Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. And ironically, just a month ago, Becky Lynch was the SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte was the Raw Women's Champion. There was a title exchange because they went to those respective brands. And that's how this took place. And they have been rivals since their training days for the past 12 years. They have been rivals. They have been friends. They have been part of factions. They have been part of main events. Gunning for the same title. Here they are with individual individual champions gunning to see who would, who is a better champion, who is a better wrestler. And the mind games have been continuing as it often happens in these situations. Moving on to the third and the final individual championship. It's the Intercontinental Champion Nak- Shinsuke Nakamura versus the US Champion Damien Priest. They haven't met each other before. In their own right, in their individual capacity, they are gun wrestlers, have come through indie circuit, through various wrestling promotions and they are here. And who has a better chance? I don't know. But as always, a help, outside help will make a difference which Shinsuke Nakamura has. Though I have no idea which champion will win. It's it could have been could have been anyway. You could have had Damien Priest on SmackDown, Nakamura on Raw. So as I said, it is about brand supremacy or more than that, or things have changed. The definition of brand supremacy has gone an underlying change and Wherever you are drafted to, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or you go back to NXT, it is doesn't make much of a difference. Let's move on to the Tag Team Championships, which are also an important part of this particular pay-per-view and particular rivalry. Every year, they conduct a 5-on-5 elimination match of men and women, and the five Team members of each team are selected in the strangest of fashions. Once upon a time, you had the general managers and commissioners for different brands and they would select for their brand. Here, interestingly, you have the same general manager or commissioner or as they would like to call it, official for both the brands. And teams have been changing left, right and center over the past week. Members have been removed. Someone else else has been added. For example, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor were part of SmackDown till last year. This year, they're part of Raw. So if last year you saw Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley go one-on-one, in this year they are teammates. And then Drew McIntyre was part of Raw last year. He was the champion last year. And then Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, they were all part of Raw. They have come to SmackDown. So next year you might see another shakeup, And you might see Seth Rollins return to SmackDown again. So as I said, the team they represent, they may represent the other brand next year. So there is no loyalty in this situation. It's about 
how you get to it 10 very good wrestlers even in the women's division though they have been changing wrestlers left right and center and loyalties to the officials also make a difference in this case or have the officials been misusing their authority that's for others to analyze but that's how it is you could be part of one brand today you could be part of the other brand next year in 12 months you could be part of the other brand if you are a champion even that doesn't that does it but what disappoints me is that nxt has not become a part of this i would have wanted to see how they would have got five members of nxt and would have even the odds three good brands but why do they keep nxt as a separate brand it's on the management of wwe but if you ask me i would have wanted nxt to be a part of this particular brand and then the final tag team championships that is for a tag team champion and they have their own rivalries in their own brand but here you have rk bro versus the usos a team which is part of the bloodline faction a team which came around which was a team created in a hurry that is randy orton and riddle we have seen randy orton team up with all kinds of individuals there was rated rko once upon a time and now it's rk bro and their own disagreements but they manage to keep the team intact at least for this particular tournament what happens after that you don't know if they lose the team may be disbanded so what happens i don't know so that's how the six championship matches are scheduled interestingly let's see which side has a better chance anything is possible you might see big e and roman reigns be a part of the main event the final uh, match which means you might see a situation where it's tied and whichever brand wins or between big e and roman reigns whoever wins will have a better chance it could be 3-2 in favor of either team it could be 4-1 in favor of one team but rest assured the final match will have a huge impact on how the brands go further will they include nxc next year if you ask me i would want to who will be the champion next year we don't know we don't know who will be the who will be the champion when the next pay per view arrives so that's how things are and that's all for this morning's episode let's take a short break
दिस एंड एपिसोड नंबर फोर 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 ऑन द सेवनटीन ऑफ नवंबर ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी And I will be back on the nineteenth of November, twenty twenty one, at seven p.m. IST for a special evening episode. And what should you do while you wait for the next episode? You can purchase these three books and make it a part of your must-read books column: the complete collected short stories, the Fifth Empire. and beyond the tv 33 cinematic productions that transformed the silver screen and also like and subscribe to this channel